Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Spin Cycle Podcast. I'm your host, Kiara McKinney, and I'm back with another juicy of an episode because pop culture news has been on fire the last few weeks. So I've got another packed episode full of lots of fun stuff for you. The Oscars took place on Monday last week, and as expected, everything, everywhere, all at once swept up, but um, they actually ended up breaking some records, picking up more above the line awards than any film in the history of the Oscars, including awards for Michelle Yeoh, Kiwi Kwan, Jamie Lee Curtis, and um, the writer-director duo The Daniels. Overall, they totally cleaned up, which was actually kind of not a surprise necessarily, but kind of something different for Oscar Beatty movies because it's a very odd film. I actually haven't seen it, but just from the clips that I've seen, it's very like artistic, but in a different way than a lot of films that the Academy likes are. It's very like visual. It's very, um, I don't know how to explain it. It's just, it's very artsy. And it deals with a lot of like generational trauma, that sort of thing. But it's a little bit different than the kind of like um, classically artistic movies that typically sweep at the art at the Oscars. I don't know if that makes any sense to y'all, but maybe maybe that'll speak to somebody. <laughs> Anyway, Brendan Fraser actually beat out Austin Butler for Best Actor, which was a shock to a lot of people. I guess I wasn't that blown away by that <laughs> because Brendan Fraser did totally, you know, transform for the movie The Whale. Again, I didn't see it. Full disclosure, I, full disclosure, I am just not that big of a movie person. I am much more into television. I like to like sit with characters and like develop a relationship with them. I like to watch them like really go through a full arc. I also am not a huge fan of going through a full emotional journey in one sitting, which movies require you to do. So I'm definitely partial to television for that reason. But that being said, I totally understand why Brendan Fraser beat out Awesome Butler even though he did a great job as Elvis, I think that kind of like having a blueprint for the character you're transforming into is slightly less impressive than, you know, creating a character. In addition to that, Awesome Butler's like whole thing of like staying Elvis for years after <laughs> the like the movie is wrapped is just so extra to me. I just have found it to be so cringeworthy and not hot in any in any capacity. And after I think it was either the Golden Globes or the SAG Awards, sometime during this like award season tour, he said he like from his camp, they were like released a statement saying that he was getting rid of the Elvis voice officially. Maybe it was after Lisa Marie died. But he like came out and said that he was getting rid of the voice. But then at the Oscars the other night, he's talking with the voice again. 
So I'm just, I'm sick of him and his antics and his like commitment to being so over the top. I like that Brendan Fraser is not such a showboat. I like that he's, I, I, and I like this like kind of crop of winners, these like veterans in Hollywood. I like that they're all people that we're familiar with and have been for a long time. And I like that there are people who have paid their dues. And I like that it's kind of a somewhat diverse bunch, <laughs> you know, so to speak. Speaking of which, kind of. Jamie Lee Curtis also beat out Angela Bassett for Best Supporting Actress um, for her performance in Everywhere, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. And Angela Bassett was shown kind of like making a sour face. I didn't even like necessarily clock it as a sour face. I kind of saw it as her kind of like smiling through the disappointment. It was like kind of a similar face maybe I would have made, (laughs) but she didn't necessarily clap, but I didn't, it didn't strike me as rude or anything like out of line to me. It actually seemed like the Oscars were such like, like such so much less chaotic compared to last year that people had to like search for drama and so they just like they were like oh look at Angela Bassett's face when she lost and I just thought that that was a little bit silly and um, unfair um, to do to her in addition like my main thing was I don't really think it's a big deal that Angela Bassett lost to Jamie Lee Curtis somebody who's been in this industry for a very 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 long time and has most definitely paid her dues, you know, and has been around for a long time. And I think somebody we've gotten to know and somebody whose work we like and respect. But more than that, Angela Bassett's piece that was, you know, up for an award here was for supporting actress in a Marvel movie sequel. And I just don't believe that she really like was so heartbroken <laughs> that that is the performance that didn't win her an Oscar. I think that there will be another performance that earns Angela Bassett another Academy Award that she will be a lot more proud of than um, Wakanda Forever. And I understand that, like, you know, it's for the culture and whatever. But I just, at at the end of the day, it is a Marvel film. It's a superhero movie. You know, it's a Disney film. And I just think that Angela Bassett will be a part of a lot more um, impressive and impactful films apart from superhero films that um, she'll receive recognition for. So... That's how I feel about that. Um, Some other stuff about the Oscars in terms of like the actual award ceremony itself. Tom Cruise um, elected to skip the Oscars, which 
at first I was like, well, what the fuck would Tom Cruise be even doing at the Oscars anyway? And then I remembered, oh yeah, Top Gun. (laughs) Top Gun, I guess, was in theaters this year, which it feels like that was like forever ago, but that was in fact this year. So Tom Cruise elected to skip the Oscars. Rumor has it, it was either to avoid his ex, Nicole Kidman, which I... I I like that idea. I think that's so funny. <laughs> I think that is such a funny answer um, that he was like, no, I can't go to the Oscars to see my ex from like two marriages ago when she's been married to Keith Urban for God knows how long. Like it feels like 15 years. It's got to be something close to that. But it's either that or he was worried about the Scientology jokes which is fair (laughs) because I guess rumor had it that um, Judd Apatow was going to be writing Jimmy Kimmel's jokes, which ended up not being the case. I guess Jimmy Kimmel wrote his own jokes, which makes sense considering he's a late night television host and writes his own joke. But I guess Tom Cruise was scared he was going to get eviscerated by Judd Apatow, which I think is kind of funny. So that is part of the reason why Tom Cruise didn't show up. He elected to go celebrate Michael Caine's like 90th birthday party instead. So that's where he was. And then there was some weird like other kind of ex drama between Austin Butler and Vanessa Hudgens, which again, like this has also been kind of a really long time, I feel like. So I I didn't really understand why people were all up in arms about it. But Austin Butler was there with his girlfriend, Kaya Gerber, as his date, who is much younger than him. I, Which wouldn't be a big deal if she were a little older. I think she's just, she's like 21 or something like that. And he's like 33, maybe. Um, so I think it's just specifically the fact that they started dating like shortly after she became legal. But anyway, so Vanessa Hudgens, she doesn't really like act anymore other than in her like little Netflix Christmas movies, which is better for us all. But (laughs) she does a really great job hosting red carpet events, which obviously I didn't know. If you follow the Spin Cycle Instagram, you saw me like totally throw shade at her. And then Devin texted me and was like, oh girl, she's working the ABC red carpet. And I was like, oop, I'm watching E. And I watch I watch the E red carpet because Laverne Cox does the red carpet interviews. And I love Laverne Cox and all the celebrities really love her. And so I like to watch their rapport. But apparently Vanessa Hudgens hosts on ABC and I did um, pop in to see how she did and she did a really great job. So she's definitely better at hosting (laughs) than she is at acting. So she has a future in that like Adria Bailon. But so people were kind of speculating what it was going to be like if she had to interview Austin Butler, but I guess she didn't have to, which was interesting. I guess, I don't know if he just like avoided the ABC, like, (laughs) like, booth all together or like how that worked because he definitely was interviewed by Laverne and it was very it was very sexy (laughs) the e the e group loved him and that's the also okay I don't know if 
like maybe this is only relevant for my age group of girls, but when Austin Butler first started showing up on like Nickelodeon and stuff, he was on Zoe 101. He had a different nose. And I think that I like his old nose better. He kind of had like a Jax Taylor nose like before where it was like whiter and it's since gotten a lot slimmer. And I don't understand why men do this. I don't understand why men with big noses like go for slimmer noses. I love a man with a wide nose. And when a man like slims down his nose, I think that it looks so much more feminine. And I don't understand why Austin Butler did that to his face. I I go look at pictures of Austin Butler when he's on like Zoe 101 and on the Carrie Diaries. It's a different nose and I like it better. I just don't understand why he made his nose more feminine. <laughs> it really upsets me. So that's something I've been thinking about for the past few days. <laughs> In other news, um, Gwyneth Paltrow is still starving herself. Not a lot to touch on there. But she went on this podcast, and I talked about this on the Substack this week. So if you haven't signed up for the Substack, definitely go do that. It's going to be free for the next couple weeks. Starting in April, I am making it a paid subscription only. But if you sign up before April, then you'll be grandfathered in with a free subscription. So go do that. But on the Substack, actually only under the paid already section under Scandal Watch, which is like a bonus of being a paid subscriber. So it's like the second tier. I talked about Gwyneth Paltrow going on this podcast produced by Dear Media, which is already kind of like a sketchy-ish podcast network. I really like some of the podcasts they put out, but then they have they have a tendency. It's owned by um, this married couple, Lauren and Michael Bostick, and they have a tendency to do some sketchy things and partner with some sketchy people. And so I just like, they're kind of like a pink or orange flag to me. I just... Try to be wary of things that come out from them. So just something to like kind of note about Dear Media. I think that they're just one of those companies that is their priority is to maximize their reach and maximize the amount of money they can bring in and not like they're not mission oriented. They're not you know, trying to, to focus on a certain kind of content or like a certain kind of individual or like trying to spread a certain message or a certain vibe or lifestyle or anything like that. It is very much about money and it's very much about like world domination. (laughs) So my point is that like, there's not a ton of integrity but not everybody conducts business with integrity. And that's the thing about America. And like, there's nothing, you know, illegal about that. (laughs) So I can't like say too much about it. That's like, that's how a lot of people conduct business. And that's not, that's not a bad way to do business. In fact, I think that's what makes me bad at business 
is that I am way more mission oriented than like money driven. So, you know, take that how you want it, how, how you want to. But anyway, so Gwyneth Paltrow goes on this Dear Media podcast and the podcast is called like, hold on. The podcast is called The Art of Being Well. And it's with like a doctor named Will Cole. And he is an author and a functional medicine expert. And essentially he asks Gwyneth about her wellness routine. And it's kind of like an open-ended question. And she launches into talking about how she likes to do an intermittent fast she eats dinner early in the evening and then doesn't eat again until about noon the next day basically indicates that her eating hours are between like noon and five or six. She says that she starts her day by eating like bone broth or soup. And then she has a lot of vegetables for dinner. She follows paleo. She talks about, um, doing a lot of movement and detoxing. She's careful not to spike her blood sugar in the morning. Um, all of this kind of like, it's, she's very focused on, um, she's, she's very focused on regulating her bodily functions as though her body is not like already programmed to do that which is something that I know having gone through a lot of like eating disorder programming and stuff, I have learned that it's like your body already does that. You don't have to help your body. Like you don't have to teach your body to detox. Your body detoxes already. You know what I mean? Like that's what sweating and peeing and pooping <laughs> and everything else that your body does is about. Like your body is already programmed to detox. You don't have to help it detox more. So I just could tell by her language that she's like very focused on like getting things out of her. And I found that to be very frightening so she talks about that and then he asks what the weirdest wellness thing she's ever tried is and she says it's rectal ozone therapy. So let's see what is rectal ozone therapy. It's also known as rectal insufflation. I found a website or an article from Forbes which kind of like breaks down what she was talking about and is doing a better job. It, it, this person did the research for me and is basically saying that a lot of spas and clinics and like self-proclaimed gurus are selling these like rectal ozone therapy services. They claim to decrease toxins again, um, found in the gut and body boosts the immune system and immune response, restores gut health and function to an optimal state, reduces chronic inflammation throughout the body, kills bacteria, parasites, viruses, and yeast. Um, okay. And, but like, 
I still don't understand what happens. Oh my God. There's also vaginal ozone therapy. Oh my God. Oh my God. I hate it. Okay. So the whole argument is that your rectum and your vagina have relatively thin mucous membranes that in turn allow the ozone to seep into your bloodstream where it then can go to other parts of your body. Okay. And ozone is basically an oxygen molecule with another O added, another oxygen atom. This means ozone is a molecule with three oxygen atoms, O3. Being around ozone can be much riskier, highly unstable and explosive in liquid or solid form. And so this uses ozone in its gaseous form. And it may potentially, according to the Cleveland Clinic, it may potentially have therapeutic qualities, but there's really no proof. So the thought is that the ozone may have antioxidant and anti-inflammatory properties and that it may improve the oxygen oxygenation of cells. Some websites make simplistic arguments such as emphasizing that your cells need oxygen and if you hold your breath too long, you'll die. So yeah. So that's rectal ozone therapy and (laughs) what Gwyneth Paltrow does with her butthole. I guess I'm just really frustrated with like Gwyneth Paltrow being like our voice on modern wellness techniques because A, as a lot of other people said, and people are calling this comment ageist or misogynist, but I'm going to say it anyway, she doesn't look great. And I'm not saying that because I'm saying she looks old or weathered or anything like that. She looks pale. Um, Her hair looks thin. She looks like people with eating disorders look. And I know that as somebody who had an eating disorder. And I was only, you know, 19, 20, 21, 22 with my eating disorder. And I looked like that too. You know, I, I also looked pale and had, and my skin looked thin and dry and my hair looked dry. And I just, I had the same look. It has nothing to do with age. It has nothing to do with being a woman, a woman. It has everything to do with being malnourished. And that's what Gwyneth looks like to me. Also, in addition to that, we have like hard evidence that she is running this like pseudoscience lab, the goop lab. Like we have this Netflix docuseries where she is producing these products. I mean, going back to the rectal ozone therapy thing, she sells jade eggs for like $66 for you to put in your vagina. That's supposed to like balance your hormones. That is crazy. That is, that's crazy talk. She does like, (laughs) that's what I mean. She's constantly shilling products to women saying that she's going to fix your, fix your vagina or your hormones or your weight or your this or your that by just like giving you some $75 product. She sells, she sells candles that supposedly smell like her vagina that 
cost $75. That's insane. So I just don't understand why we continue to look to her as an authority on wellness. I don't understand what she's done to establish her authority on that subject. I'm perplexed by it all, really. All right. And as always, we're back to the Kardashians. <laughs> Allegedly, Bad Bunny and Kendall Jenner are dating. I've been seeing some pictures and blind items about this for a while, so I'm actually not that surprised. Um, people are really pissed. <laughs> And people have a lot of different feelings about it. I've had a lot of people ask me questions about my thoughts. And so I'm going to start from the beginning. Number one, I do not think that this is for PR. I don't think it possibly could be for PR on his end because I think it would be a really bad decision for him. Number one, he is always really good about playing into the fans' hands. He does he he is really good about knowing what his fans want from him and doing exactly that. He's kind of like a Taylor Swift in that regard. He's really good at 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 doing what his fans want to see from him. And this is not it. So I I really don't think that he would enter into a like PR contracted relationship with Kendall Jenner for his image, because this is not actually like serving his image at all. And yes, like he likes to push the envelope with the media in terms of like, you know, kissing guys on stage and like those sorts of things. Like, yes, he likes to provoke the media, but he doesn't like to provoke his fans. And that's a totally different Thing. And this actually feels like the opposite. So I do not think that this is on his behalf for PR at all. Now, on her end, I could see how the argument could be made that she is using him for clout. Partially because we know that we're going to get a trailer for season three of the Kardashians soon season two kind of tanked people did not like it they got called out for a lot of fake storylines especially Kendall specifically for being kind of shady about where she was during the Astro World thing they like totally covered that up they like said that she was in Miami or something when she was in Houston so a statement that they gave to us weekly about Kendall and Bad Bunny Quote, things are not official between Kendall and Bad Bunny, but they are seeing each other on a regular basis and are getting to know each other better. Apparently, Jenner wasn't really looking to date anybody after her breakup from Devin Booker late last year, but hey, love catches you by surprise. Now Jenner's feelings are starting to grow after spending more time with Bunny, and while it's not super serious, the model is reportedly open to seeing where things go with him. Kendall appreciates how he treats her with respect and he makes her laugh. He's very charming and she thinks he's a great guy. Although things are still fairly new, she definitely sees potential. So I don't know. That's really interesting to me. It's interesting. 
anytime I see dating rumors and I read articles like this and all of the comments and the sources come from one camp and not the other, I always find that really interesting too. It's fascinating to me that those comments are only from um, the Jenner side and not from the Nito's side. Um, I think that that says a lot. So that's why I'm kind of like, if anybody is using the other for clout, it's not him using her. It's her using him. Also, I, you know, there have been rumors for years and I don't really like to speculate on this kind of thing, but I'm going to say it anyway. There have been rumors for years that potentially Kendall Jenner is gay, (laughs) And again, I don't like to speculate on this kind of thing because, you know, it's like no one's business, but I do think the like industry of beards in Hollywood is really fascinating. So that's the only reason I'm bringing it up, but like Bad Bunny and Devin Booker do have kind of like a look (laughs) about them. So that is something to note. I wouldn't be surprised if Kendall is bisexual and really like out of all of the Kardashian Jenner kids, like especially considering Caitlyn, like there, there has to be more LGBTQ out of all of those children. Like they can't just all be, you know, these cis hetero children. That makes absolutely no sense. (laughs) So I guess I'm just kind of like waiting for somebody to come out. And I've noticed that in their Hulu show on the Kardashians, they've been like a lot more outspoken, I guess, about their like Christianity lately and talking about like praying and about God and that kind of thing. Plus, um, I've talked about this on the podcast before, I think, but their like commitment to having like one baby daddy is very, very strong, obviously. So that's something to consider as well. But yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if one of one or more of them are, you know, gay or bisexual or pansexual or whatever. And you know, needing to suppress that for whatever reason to protect their family image. Although I don't believe that it would change their family image in any capacity. I don't know why they believe that it would, but I mean, the fact that it's 2023 and there's not a gay Kardashian is really mind blowing to me. So on freaking March 8th, which is also Women's International Women's Day, I think it was People announced that sources close to Chloe and Tristan announced that they've been like spending a lot of time together again since his mom's death, yada, 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 which of course we knew would happen. And like, whatever, whatever, whatever. Then Chloe and Tristan showed up both at Malika and Khadija, Chloe's best friends, um, 40th birthday party. So Khadija and Malika are Chloe's best friends who are twins. 
um, their birthday was like last Saturday, like the 12th or something. So they, they had like this big party at a club and Chloe and Tristan both showed up separately. And there were all these paparazzi photos of Chloe leaving with this guy a rapper or like musician who's friends with the weekend named sticks and Tristan leaving like crying in the back of a cab. So I'm hoping that that means that Chloe is seeing someone else, but there are all these rumors still that Chloe and Tristan are back together. So I don't know what that means, but regardless As we know, Tristan is a Pisces man and his birthday was the other day and Chloe posts this like stupid gushy post for him and I and turned the comments off on it, but I'm going to read it. She says, happy birthday, Tristan. You are truly the best father, brother, and uncle. Your love, attention, silly dances, hugs, carpool rides, bedtime rituals, the way you show up for them. All of the above means more than you'll ever know to the fam- to your family of littles. My birthday wish for you is that you continue to crave change, healing, and transformation. Be strong, be kind, be patient, be free. Continue to make your soul and your mommy proud. Happy birthday, baby daddy. So I want to talk about this happy birthday post because I appreciate parts of it. I appreciate that she says... You're the best father, brother, and uncle. I understand what she's trying to say there. Basically not, you know, relating to herself at all. But, you know, he's not the best father. (laughs) It's just so annoying. The pictures that she chose are, they do include his son with Jordan, um, the woman that he was with before Chloe and him got together. So that is nice. But of course, we do know that he has this other baby that was born right before they conceived this baby via surrogate that they have together. So it's just, it's all very complicated that, you know, they that he call that she calls him this like great father, which like maybe he is a great father to like these kids, but he still ignores the other one. And it bothers me that she just continues to just disregard that. Uh, And obviously it bothers me because I am that I have like a personal, like, you know, bone to pick with that situation. But it she like posts that and then like turns the comments off and it's like so you know you know but anyway i do appreciate that she doesn't like you know say she doesn't like say i love you anything like that she relates it all to you know being a good brother a good dad a good uncle saying that she hopes that he continues to be a better person and make his mom proud. I think overall it was a good birthday message, but it was just so like, why do you have to like even make this post for him? Like, I don't know, whatever. But then like on that same day after she made that post, the woman that he knocked up, Marley Nichols posted a picture 
with her baby on her story. And it's just like, it's just sad that um, he just continues to not acknowledge her and him. I don't know, you know, and for what? Like, as if she did something wrong. Stay tuned for some more stuff about the Vanderpump Rules drama. I'm kind of letting some more stuff play out before I talk about it again with the podcast. I did cover the last episode that aired this week on the Substack, so go check that out. It is available for everybody right now, so go read it. Don't forget to sign up for the Substack and like, comment, subscribe to the podcast, and please share with a friend if you like it and rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts if you don't mind. And yeah, I'll see you next week. Love you. Bye.